Howdy. You're listening to the Think Francis Podcast, a BCS Habitat for Humanity production. We're dedicated to promoting housing affordability, economic opportunity, and financial resiliency for families in Brazos County. This episode is part of a series of candidate interviews for the two races on the College Station City Council. The election is November 2nd, 2021. And by the way, the College Station City Council races are all at large. So if you're eligible to vote in College Station, you can vote for both races. I'll be honest with you, most people will stay home and let others decide the future of College Station, but we hope you don't. We hope you'll not only listen to the rest of these episodes, but also share this podcast with your friends and your neighbors. Now on to the interview. Today, we are joined by Marie Masso Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a candidate for place six uh, of the College Station City Council uh, and is running against two other candidates in this race. So it's a three-way race. Um, welcome to Think Brazos. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to ask you, uh, before we get into who you are and that sort of thing, uh, I wanted to ask you about the last-minute entry into this race. I think it was 15 minutes to spare, and you jumped into uh, into the race and made it a, a three-person race. Uh, what drove you to do that? What was the strategy? Uh, there was zero strategy other than I thought the deadline was the next day, and ah. I literally have to take one thing at a time because I just have a lot on my plate. So if, like, deadlines, that's pretty much when I'm going to get the stuff done. So, yeah, at noon I was in Austin mm-hmm. uh, with a friend and looked up the paperwork to get it get started on it, and then I realized that it was due at 5 p.m. that day. So we um, drove back really right quickly in. and um, got that in. But I've been thinking about it for two months and had decided already, so it was just okay. getting the paperwork in. That I was, see. Um, so there was no strategy. It was okay. um, I used to, purely I used, procrastination. I used to have that issue in college with with term papers. So I understand that totally. So you've been thinking about running for a few months before that. Is that what you said? So decided that I was going to run for a few months. So beginning of July, I had already pretty much decided, uh, but I've been thinking about it for years. So, um, me and uh, my ex-husband, we talk in the backyard often for Mm -hmm. hours about everything that's wrong. Um, top down, you know, from local to, um, the, more uh national yeah, government sure. there you go um and so i don't know i towards the end of our uh relationship it was like hey you know like uh, let's stop complaining about this and actually do something about it yeah. and while he still has some convincing to do i'm was kind of ready to jump in and um go okay. at it and do it, so. All right. Well, for people who aren't familiar with who you are in College Station, could you give us a little bit more background of how you got up to this point of running for city council? Um, what is your business? Uh, what do you do in town? How long have you been in town, first off? Sure. Yeah, I'll start from the beginning. I came here for school. Okay. Um, had zero intention of staying because who does, you know, unless right. you're a local. Uh, and... I met a guy here, and then he had an extra semester okay. to do, so I got a job in town. We broke up, uh, met my current ex-husband. That just all sounds so bad. <laughs> um, but So we met at work uh, at what is now Cognizant, Okay. and so um, I stayed here. He's got family that's lived in town forever. So, got it. Um, and then 
a few years into, so in 2012, I graduated and then I had my daughter in 2016. Uh, and then I ended up buying her daycare center in okay. 2017. Okay. So I worked in IT and stuff and I essentially, I was holding her. So it was her daycare center and a chair quite like this, mm-hmm. um, that I had donated actually to yeah. the daycare. So I was just feeding her and I looked down, the daycare had been for sale and it was finally like, Hey, it's your turn. Do you want it? And okay. I looked down at her and, you know, I just thought if I'm not, willing to go and follow my dreams. Like, how can I tell her she can be anything that she wants to be? Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be an entrepreneur forever. I did. Right. I almost completed the certificate certificate of mm-hmm. entrepreneurship at um, A&M. Yeah. We started the entrepreneurship society back oh, then wow. too. So I just always loved entrepreneurship and then lemonade day. I'd been mm-hmm. doing that for almost a decade. So it's just oh, wow. everything entrepreneurship. I, like innovation and creativity. It's not so much about not wanting a boss because I actually need that because I have pretty severe ADHD. So I need like a boss, like an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what got me into the daycare. And then, which we'll loop back to that. But then bringing the putting the daycare together, I had zero experience in business. Mm-hmm. So I'd taken classes and stuff, but right. never actually done it. So this came with employees and mm-hmm. just all this stuff. So, I mean, I started having panic attacks pretty oh, wow. um, immediately. And then I ended up buying the building. So I always had my head like, you know, buy instead of rent. And so yeah. that probably kept me from closing the daycare down a hundred times just because I was like, well, what am I going to do with this building if I yeah. close the day? So it's just a lot of stress. I lost 30 plus pounds. Um, mm-hmm. I immediately had, I was breastfeeding my child up until then. And like the stress yeah. Um, yeah. impacts that a lot. So, um, then that for a while and then eventually, so that was in June, the April after that, I started a Facebook group that uh, was called Women Entrepreneurs BCS. And I remember just hovering over that Facebook group and like on the create button, because even what, eight, nine months after buying a daycare and running it, you know, kind of by myself, I was still like, you know, my, this, uh, not courageous, but like by, you know, willing to like call myself an entrepreneur yet, you know? So, um, I'm glad I created the group and got over, you know, that mental hurdle and that became the best thing in my life. Um, and what does it uh, do? Do So uh, essentially we encourage women entrepreneurs to um, keep going when the going gets tough oh, cool. kind of thing. So uh, or it's a membership to, thing. If it I'm is a membership. Okay. So we have a free Facebook group, which is yeah. how that started. And so there's about um, 1800 women okay. uh, locally here in the community in that group. And so it's great. Part business owners, part people that just want to support and like mm-hmm. be involved. And then there's a paid membership that's at about 200 members. Okay. Um, and so for that, we do, uh, events, yeah. kind of networking events, but, uh, so we have happy hours, which mm-hmm. we just changed the name of, but we also have bummer hours. Um, so I mentioned earlier, I have ADHD. So I also have depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and all those fun things. And entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. Yeah, and, right. Not that we're more in tune with our emotions, but it's, um, 
I don't know, we're just more self-aware and like okay. willing to put in the work. So sometimes, you know, you need to get out of the house, but you don't really want to talk to anyone. So bummer hour. Mm-hmm. Um, we hung out in a friend's backyard by her pool. If you wanted to talk to people, if yeah. you like got in the mood once you got there, then that was available. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to not talk to anyone, that was not required. Bring a magazine yeah. or some work <laughs> and um, come do that. Because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. also... Uh, just the anxiety of going somewhere new and meeting right. new people. So it's just like, you know, I don't have to talk to anyone or bring, you know. So that was my um, idea, which Got a it. lot of the people that have never experienced depression or that kind of yeah. stuff were like, that's silly. And it was a well-packed <laughs> event. So, um, so yeah, so just stuff like that. And okay. uh, people post in the group. So we have that face-to-face yeah. um, contact, which is really uh, crucial. I think mm-hmm. like the relationships that are, are formed, like, advertising is not allowed in the group, but mm-hmm. we all buy from each other Great. because we like each other. Mm-hmm. Not because uh, obviously we like that person's products and right. stuff too, but it's just relationship based and, um, you know, you show yeah. up, we find out about your product and then we just naturally just want yeah. to support you because we want that in return. And well, that's awesome. That and then 24 seven, you can just post in the group and mm-hmm. be like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time, whether it's with motherhood, parenting yeah. or business. And like the Very cool. threat of support is just, Really amazing. So that's awesome. I want to um, get back to the question. Um, first of all, thank you for starting that up. That business sounds amazing. So thank you. Uh, moving to a, a different topic, you briefly mentioned that you and your ex husband would talk about issues with the city and whether you should run or not. What would you say were the biggest motivation or motivations for you running for council? Meaning, what are the biggest things you plan to stand for? The policies or ideas Uh, i personally want to see more out of the box thinking we're doing a lot of things the same way the same way everyone else is doing stuff or we're scared to um just do something that's a little crazy just to try it and um i think that there's a lot that could be done if I, don't, I like taking ideas from, you yeah. know, I, told, I was telling you earlier about the whole motel, yeah. daycare, tiny mm-hmm. village thing. So I like being able to kind of take all of these ideas and put it together. And um, I just want to see a city council that's more receptive okay. to crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy ideas and just innovative stuff that might, you know, put College Station on the map in a good way, you know, other than uh, Texas A&M and um, for creatively problem solving, you know, whether it's um, homelessness or um, affordable housing and stuff like mm-hmm. what can we do that, you know, might not work currently with the rules and the laws that we have, but like, let's think outside the box and maybe even if it doesn't exist yet, that shouldn't be a prerequisite for should it exist. Okay. So you're talking about, um, putting college station on the map. I feel like that's a pretty common thread with most candidates uh, that I've spoken with. Uh, but that implicitly indicates that ideally you put them on the map, people are going to come. College station is already growing at a really fast Mm -hmm. clip it's new home prices are going up, up, up. There's, you know, a potential for a scarcity of any housing, much less affordable housing. What ideas do you have to counter that? Because I agree that we need to grow College Station, put it on the map. But there is a downside, and it's called affordable housing crunch. Right. Do you have any ideas of how to how to deal with that? It's a hard question. Right. Um, so not 
you know, specifically, particularly, I am going to need to learn a whole lot more about it. But again, um, the, I, for my tiny housing idea, so I'd look into it and I was like, okay, well, how can I make this uh, affordable and available to people with lower income and, um, HUD, mm-hmm. HUD. Uh, um, that, housing and urban development. Yes. Yeah. Well, so to get, uh, and I may be completely wrong. The no, way I it. looked at it, um, it seemed like to be able to qualify to live and get housing, um, help, they mm-hmm. need to be a minimum of like 700 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Which with my tiny housing idea, that'd be twice the square right. footage that, you know, so now this little rule that's meant to help them and protect them is mm-hmm. actually going to come back. Cause right. Like it's like, okay, well it needs to be at least a minimum of this, but, uh, I live in an RV right mm-hmm. now. So I've been doing that for uh, three oh, wow. months post divorce and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my temporary stuff, but also I wanted to do a trial run. Yeah. How's tiny housing, you know, really going to work. And, uh, you know, I have my daughter and how will it work with, you know, children? Um, so I'd love to see more RV parks and mm-hmm. more trailer parks, you know, whether it's tiny home, you know, lots and stuff and just allow more of that. Um, I think, Personally, they're cool. The community in um, RV, the community in our RV park has been really awesome. The oh, community in, cool. so my tiny village idea came from the trailer park. That uh. is, um, so I'm uh, directly across from Walmart on Texas Avenue. Mm-hmm. So Brad's Valley Urgent Care yeah. is in that. So we're in the back of that, and there's a trailer park yes. that they've been trying to sell that property right. forever. They're trying to run brothers through. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, they're waiting on them to make one little mistake to mm-hmm. kick them out. Why can't we build something beautiful that's still affordable? Where are those people going to go when you kick them out, right? right. Like, you're not going to be rebuilding. Like, you're about, you're about to tear this down. You literally put a light in front of their, like, home with, like, yep. the intention of putting a road through it. And what's your plan for well, these people? We know, you know? where they're going to go. They're most likely going to end up having to go to Brian. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, that's different school district, you know, like right. just all the things. And, but so, yeah, so that no, would be, that's something I've literally seen and like been trying to think of a way to, um, fix just because I've, I've seen these people, they've got a great community. They wait together, you know, for the food truck yeah. together, mm-hmm. the, their kids play soccer together. Right. Um, in the front, you, on holidays, you can see them all together. And that's why I wanted to build a tiny village because I saw them and their community. And, um, I don't know. I thought about the word on the way here. It's like micro communities, you know, like these little me wanting to build this tiny village. So it's going to be for new moms Mm -hmm. essentially. So like the fourth trimester, um, the focus would be on brand new moms. So you'd have the lactation consultants and just helping you in your new role and just laundry and food also (laughs) pretty much. Um, the two like biggest chores, uh, so mom can go back to work or do whatever, um, recover. So, but creating that micro community, I think has been really, uh, what I really enjoy, like the women entrepreneurs and yeah. like doing that. So like when you're around people that are going through the same thing as you, it's just a lot easier to feel like you belong. And, yeah. um, I think feeling like you belong is like a pretty big part of feeling satisfied with life. We'd like to take a minute to thank the Habitat Restore for furnishing the studio and let you know that everything, and I mean everything, in the video version of this podcast is currently for sale. 
Except the politicians, of course. If you haven't checked out our ReStore, you definitely should. The Habitat for Humanity ReStore is the Brazos Valley's premier resale shop where the proceeds of every piece of furniture or decor donated to us go on to help fund building decent, affordable, and sustainable homes for families right here in our community. Here you can find everything from the ordinary to the extraordinary to the downright strange. Seriously, we've had a stuffed coyote donated, which sold surprisingly fast. Currently, we have a great collection of home furniture, including a china cabinet and an antique Singer brand sewing machine. I might have to buy that one. I'm telling you, before you pay full price for home decor, check out Habitat Restore. I'll put the Restore links in the show notes for you. All right, back to the interview. I wanted to look at the uh, charter amendments issue. I don't know how much you've, you've followed it, but in November... You know, your name will be on the ballot along mm-hmm. with uh, others running for place six, place four as well. And then finally, these three charter amendments mm-hmm. that the um, city council recently sent to the people in November. Um, one of them is about changing the uh, voting time from even years to off years. Mm-hmm. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. What's your take on that? Even though you won't, if, if elected, you won't have a direct say in it. Uh, what do you want the people to to know from your opinion? So I've actually chatted and did other forums with uh, Elizabeth Kuna. Mm-hmm. And so she essentially the way she explained it was um, that, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, I guess this is the sure. way I understood it, but uh, the odd election years are bad because less people will go vote. We want more people to go vote. Yeah. Um, and, the argument is that, okay, well, that's only the people that are really involved that are going to go vote. Uh, I don't know if I want to say this publicly, but like I haven't voted in a non-presidential year, um, even though I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe I just didn't feel uh, yeah. informed enough, okay. yeah, which is another issue we need to fix. It's super hard to find mm-hmm. information. Um, but anyway, so even though I wanted to participate, I just, it was just an extra step and whatever. So, but I did vote, you know, in the presidential elections and those. So that logic sure. makes sense. And then also financially, um, she also explained that when you're running on even years, you're sharing the cost of the election with multiple parties. Mm-hmm. When you're running on an odd year, like we are now, yeah. um, you're not sharing that cost with the So it's more uh, expensive. And, yes. So it's also more expensive uh, and it's a waste okay. of money and I'm not into wasting money. Like all my businesses have been bootstrapped and um, like scrappy, you know? So like wasting money is just, especially on things that uh, are counterproductive. Yeah. Okay. That is fair. Um, yeah, I so mean, so vote no, I believe, on that charter. And but also the wording is always so weird that you never know. Mm-hmm. Like, are I supposed to answer yes or no to this question? So <laughs> I believe the answer is no. Um, okay, and we got your take on that. Um, if elected, is there one or a couple specific things that you want instituted or you want to fight for? Uh, we talk generally about thinking outside of the box, mm-hmm. but are there any issues that, that you're like, yes, this is what I want to change if I am elected into the city council and I'm going to fight to try to do that? So, no, um, I personally don't. I like the way the city is mostly being run, um, I looked at the comp plan and, you know, from the survey that they did a while back mm-hmm. and, uh, it looked 
pretty good to me. Uh, there's things that I wouldn't be able to deal with that, you know, really mm -hmm. concern me, but, um, there's other ways for me to create, uh, support for that, sure. but, um, mental health and education. So I mentioned earlier that I was thinking about creating a charter or yeah. a public school, mm -hmm. um, pub private school. Mm -hmm. So in my logic with that is just, I don't, I've, been so blessed to have my child in the daycare that I owned, especially during COVID, because mm -hmm. I was able to make every decision right. uh, for my child and then everyone else's child. And I don't think I've had any complaints about how mm -hmm. we handled anything uh, during COVID. So um, that's kind of one thing. And then also ADHD is genetic. This mm -hmm. kid is very smart. She's about to have a birthday in a month. So we're recording how this. How old? Uh, she's four and point nine okay. uh, so she uh, will be five next okay. year so she missed the school year mm -hmm. this year so i also fear she'll be too advanced and that she's going to be bored she's already bored uh, with my daycare which is why i wanted i was already looking at expanding um and so and before you know if i don't win mm -hmm. um and i'm free you know this time next year we might be um homeschooling and just traveling, uh, okay. like doing a traveling homeschool was my idea a while ago. Um, but I just like to follow her passion, okay. you know? So like if she's into numbers, we're looking at every speed sign and we're, you know, it's like, tell me these numbers and let's add them. She's multiplying a little bit, right. you know, like she had Q-tips and she's wow. like, Oh, they went from three to six, you know? And, uh -huh. um, it's like, yeah, you know, so just basic stuff like that. But it's just, we've never done flashcards or pushed anything on it, um, on her. It's just been, hey, let's follow your passion. So I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've heard of these schools in like Silicon Valley mm -hmm. by built by entrepreneurs that right. just are like, well, I'm, you know, going to try to do it better. Um, so I, I don't know. It, and so when I say, you know, put College Station on the map, it's yeah. kind of like for these kind of things, like I, for really good things, but also, you know, whether people come down to live here for them, um, you know, probably they're going to consider, sure. right? So that's going to be an issue we'll have to deal with. Um, but I don't know, I guess tinier housing, like, and I don't know. It's just, like, I really mm -hmm. love the sense of community in those. So I, that you just don't get in a neighborhood. Like, I, I don't know. It's, gotcha. Um, so one of the, um, back to a housing question, one of the questions I asked uh, your your opponent uh, when we spoke is we we're talking about solutions to affordable housing. And what we both agreed with is that the big issue in College Station is the dirt. It's so expensive. The land is so expensive. Okay. Um, and so I threw out as an idea um, minimum lot size and maybe taking a look at um, College Station's um, has a minimum where a lot can't be built on that's smaller than a certain number of square feet. Okay. And some cities have looked at reducing that in order to be able to try to overcome the cost of land being prohibitive to some people. Do you have an opinion on whether that's a direction to go or? Makes sense. I mean, obviously we're talking tiny housing a yeah, lot. Right. So like, you know, uh, tiny housing, tiny lots. Yeah. It makes sense, right? Like you can make something beautiful and make it look good. Like, yeah, I mean, a, a plant community with these tiny mm -hmm. lots, like you can still make it very beautiful and yeah. feel homey and still have, you know, greenery, hopefully, mm -hmm. um, and smaller lot sizes and just like, 
there being a minimum on the square footage for HUD housing, you know, like it's, if it's no longer helping or protecting yeah. who it was intended to and it's actually hurting them, then, um, so I don't know. I'd have to find out more about the okay. opposing side of that. Do you know what people that are not in favor? Yeah, so my follow-up question, what would you say to people that, that say, well, if you build in that way, um, you know, in a smaller, more dense way, can college stations, um, fire and police keep up? Are the streets so narrow? Because you're really trying to maximize the land. Are the streets too narrow to where you have overwhelming parking to where the um, ambulances can't get down the street? And uh, so that's a pretty common, whenever you talk about building smaller, mm-hmm. that's a common response. Um, I don't know what you thought about that. I don't know. I mean, like, do we all need front yards? You know, like if the issue is like, you know, a parking spot or two and like you mm-hmm. build a beautiful home, a parking spot, like right. front yards are unnecessary. So like that takes out a big chunk of stuff. And if, you know, we parking is more important and yeah. then all those ambulances, then do a larger communal park, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody can have a small personal outdoor space, but just make sure that there's, you know, that, um, Sure. That green space. So I don't That's know. That's a good idea. Just like, figure it out, people. Figure like it it's out. not, it's <laughs> not that hard. Just think a little bit outside the box. Like front yards are yeah. a waste of space and people don't use them a lot either. No. So. Yeah. Like they hang out in the backyard. Like, you know, yeah, before mm-hmm. when kids were playing in the front yard sure. and that's how, you know, mm-hmm. you, but that's back to that sense of community. It's yeah. like people don't do that. They don't trust their kid, you know, them mm-hmm. trust the cars are going to, you know, go slow enough yeah. or that their kid's not going to get snatched. So yeah, okay. front yards are useless. So what Next is front yards? Is my yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's, your, that's your campaign. <laughs> my platform. So uh, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges facing College Station as a city in the future? Next few years, next decade. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I not well enough connected, I think, to know from a personal standpoint. So I don't know. I mean, the whole country is all divided, um, which we kind of are, you know, as a city with the masks and this and that. And so I, it's not, I don't know. I love this city. So I hate, you know, yeah. so I pro- I you. honestly, probably housing and um, the, I want to say education. Okay, so one thing I really dislike is when we go and build, like, a brand new school and, like, literally put marble from, like, top to ceiling, and then the other school becomes the school, you know, mm-hmm. that nobody wants to go to and stuff. Right. And so just that it's beautiful, uh, but to me, like, I don't know, maybe it was cheaper. I don't know. You know, but it, that money yeah. should have been spent differently Different. because um, – it was not necessary. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm sure, you know, taxes and yeah. it's more complicated than just like give money to both and make sure that they're like equal ish, you know, like, I mean, you literally have a brand new, beautiful school and a really old mm-hmm. school that like barely has. Yeah. Like, so anyway, that's more of a school board okay. type thing, but I don't just, I want to be more involved. So yeah. I don't like have a platform. Like I want people to tell me what they want. I'm obviously younger. So like the whole entertainment and that gap, um, keeping students that were, you know, essentially, um, 
building our whole community around. Mm -hmm. Like, it'd be great to keep some of them just because they want to stay because there's more opportunities here Mm -hmm. to stay. It goes back now to the housing issue, you know, but um, you want to talk about the Rue too? We can talk about it briefly. I'm looking at the time. I know we only have a certain... um, yeah, we got a couple minutes. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Because as far as I understand it, it's water under the bridge at this point, and uh, communities can do it if they want to, but um, it's done according to the council. Is that right? Oh, it's done. I mean, it's been voted on. Can yeah. it be overturned? Can it? I don't know. Okay, you tell so me. I don't know how done it is. I'll find out. You but tell me. I, my main issue with it was that there were two public surveys that asked the community what they thought about it Mm -hmm. and overwhelmingly 75% or more said, no, we don't want this. And the city council did not vote the way they should have Mm -hmm. as representatives of Uh, the people. So is that really why you're running is, is that takes me off. Okay. Um, but also when I went back to go look, to see who had voted which way when I was deciding which place to run for, that was really hard to find again, right? So unless I just remembered, I think it was Mooney and uh, <laughs> Kuna that voted no. Uh, I can't quite recall, but, but it may have been 6-1. I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, so th- that ticked me off because that's just not the point. I, I'm never going to listen to people with um, money more than like you as a person and oh, a yeah, resident. I don't have money. like <laughs> I don't either. Uh, hey, you know, so um just trying to build things to better our community and okay. I want to listen to people and like get to know more about the housing and what we can do and I'm definitely Perfect. willing to look at more creative solutions to doing that. So that's what I can promise is that um, I'm going to come with different ideas and solutions and energy okay. maybe um Unless we vote, unless the city votes William in, you know, be the youngest by a lot. Um, sure. So um, it's just bringing that representation yeah. to in that perspective. Okay. Um, and how can people uh, get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you, um, support your campaign? Um, how can they do that? Right now, it's mostly on social media, so you can go and just add me on my personal page, Marianne Musso Holland, okay. uh, with all the hyphens in between. And then there's a page for the city council race that I also post on, but um, my private Facebook page is pretty much a public page. I don't post anything on there that I try not to live a life that like I'm ashamed of, so um, either or. Okay. Um, and my profile is public, public, so uh, you Perfect. can just look at that, and then eventually I'll have... Uh, a fundraising sign and but I'm I don't know I like I'm familiar with the social media campaigns and I feel like my um, you know opponent might not be and um, I haven't seen much from Adam Le- David I always want to call him Adam. <laughs> <laughs> from David either so um, I'm I'm spending a lot of time on social media and might not need to spend a whole lot of money for Perfect. Sticks and boards and stuff. Makes sense. Well, Marie, thank you so much for joining us on Think Brazos. Uh, This has been Marie Masu Holland uh, running for Place 6 College Station City Council. The Think Brazos podcast is brought to you by Bryan College Station Habitat for Humanity. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Alexa. We'd love to hear from you and what you think of our content. You can send us an email at thinkbrazos at gmail.com or message us through social media. 
Thanks for listening. And just remember, think local, think Brazos. <laughs>